Hello Weaves, new and old, and welcome to Gateway to the Anniverse, the podcast that aims to guide an anime novice to the weird, wide, and wonderful world of Japanese animation. My name is Sam, a self-proclaimed anime expert, and with me as always is the man who doesn't know his hisone from his hisoka. It's Will. Hello, Hello, Will. How are you? I'm good. I genuinely don't know those things, so you're not wrong there. Um, yeah, this is the show where we do three of three. We watch the first three episodes of an animation, a Japanese anime, um, as they're known in the in the Japan animation. Japanimation. Um, we watch the first three episodes of something suggested by Sam, and then we come together, we discuss it. The good the bad and the ugly and then we decide whether it's good enough to enter the anniverse which is the world for noobs the shows that we can show to an absolute novice and i don't know encourage them into the world of anime as some yes, is trying to, to hook do with them me and bring them in and i feel i've got moderate success with will i've managed to to pull his heartstrings a few times for oh. some shows and Especially also get in recent some... episodes. The, f- the last three episodes have all gone bang, 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 right, right into the universe. Um, yeah, they've been, they've been bangers. And I'm sure this week will be absolutely no different. Oh, it's going to be exactly the same. This week, Sam, we are watching uh, Dragon Pilot, Hisone and Masatan. <laughs> That's right, Will. This week we are watching the Netflix original anime Dragon Pilot, Hisone and Masatan, the 2018 anime by Studio Bones. It's hey, I've heard of, of them before. Sl- Studio Bones, yeah. Bones do, do some good stuff, don't they? Yeah, they do some excellent stuff. Yeah. They did uh, Current Tuesday um, that we've looked at before on this show. Mm. They do My Hero Academia, Ooh. and they also did Full Metal Alchemist um, <gasps> back in day. So some big ones. They've got some. They've got some good pedigree, mm. um, and in this show, uh, this slice of life aerial warfare. <laughs> Do you just fantasy, describe every anime as slice of life? <laughs> every. <laughs> I feel like most anime have that slice of life element to them, but okay. no, none so more than this show. I feel there's a definite chilled pacing to the the way that this goes about its uh, delivery. Mm. Uh, <laughs> we follow uh, Hisone Aka. Hisone Amakasu, who is a rookie in the Japanese Self-Defense Force, uh, as she uncovers the secret side of their air force, where there are mythical dragons that can disguise themselves as aeroplanes, and we follow her (laughs) trials and tribulations as she tries to adapt to her new role as a dragon pilot, Mm. or a, a, a drappy... A drap eye. Oh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't in so, the sub, so I couldn't even see what it was supposed to be. I listened to it in dub, and then uh, and and it didn't. Tr- yeah, they said something, and I yeah. didn't know what it was. The subtitles always said Dragon Pilot. Yeah. But then when I switched over to the dub, they kept saying like drap eye or something. And I'm yeah. Like, what? Yeah. It what was a weird. ridiculous term. <laughs> <laughs> Not the only ridiculous thing about this show, but uh, we'll get into that as we go we'll through. We'll get into that. And what better way to get into it, Will, than you telling me what the first three episodes of this show were about. Our oh, three of three. The first three that I hear to hook the, hook the audience yes. and really get them engaged. Oh, these, these first three episodes were perfection, um, I've got to say. What a beautiful story. Um, we, we follow our girl um, who's training, like you say, uh, in this special section of the Air Force or what is it japan defense league or whatever. the japanese self-defense uh force. self-defense mm. oh so at the end of the second world war uh japan <laughs> basically when they redid their constitution oh is this uh, real they, story 
This, this is, is like a real... Okay. This is history time with Sam. Okay. <laughs> they basically made it so that they don't have a standing army, uh, and they swore to not aggression. Lazy buggers. <laughs> All sat yeah, down. Pretty much. <laughs> They're like, no, we're not... Can't be bothered to fight these wars anymore. You know, after those two bombs went off that wiped out two of our cities. <laughs> uh, we don't think fighting's a good idea. Yeah. Fair. So basically, instead of having a standing army, they developed a defense force which means that if they are have somebody being aggressive towards them then they can defend themselves but like they that. will not actively engage in any conflict Ooh. so the we should do self-defense that. force we should do that i think more, more places should do that because the sdf actually focuses mostly on disaster help and recovery nice. so when the big earthquake hit a few few years back they were the first ones to deploy and help the rescue and cleanup attempts so is yeah. it just a it's rebranding a- though because i mean we often get the army to help out in situations like that and we we even go abroad and help other countries and things in in mm. dire situations it's a bit of a rebranding yeah. um, isn't it? you could call it that but japan is currently not engaged in any conflict international conflicts okay yeah. so it is they do joint the, training with the american military because um, there's a lot of american bases set up around japan right but uh they are predominantly a trained to aid in disaster relief awesome there we go mm. what you, the, the more you know, know. <laughs> yes <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> yeah so we follow our girl um amakasu uh who is chosen because of her amazing test results, I think, to become a pilot for a dragon. Um, apparently, there's a, yeah. the, there are dragons in this world that they uh, that they dress up as fighter planes somehow, and it's her mm. job to get eaten by this dragon and fly it's like it. A cosplay from the it, yeah, like a cosplay, and to get eaten by the dragon in order to fly it. Although not really, because it's a plane and a dragon. And she doesn't need to be able to mm. fly it. And she doesn't really seem to do much to control it. And she doesn't want the job. But then all of a sudden, she kind of does want the job. But then she always reminds yeah. us that she doesn't really want the job. Um, but she ends up doing it anyway. And she learns more about her dragon. And the three episodes is basically her journey of building this relationship with this dragon. And finally, they have to work together to get the job done, like Bob the Builder says. And every <laughs> other motherfucking anime show concludes with <laughs> the power of friendship is never far from anime is it no. and in this case it's a friendship between uh, <laughs> someone whose literal motivation for joining the defense force was oh i guess there's a plane going overhead <laughs> and <laughs> a mythical dragon it's like um in in uh a little witch academia when it's all shiny chariot it's that 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 spark but it's it's such an anticlimactic moment it's like <laughs> It's like if you just saw a shiny chariot buying grapes at the supermarket. (laughs) Or that is my inspiration. Yeah, I guess I could be a witch. (laughs) I I guess so. I've got nothing better to do. Um, Yeah. yeah. So, Shall we talk about uh, Amakase? Uh, We can Uh, do, yeah, sure. Let's go for it. Off the bat. uh, What did you think? (laughs) I mean, she self-proclaims that she's got a bit of a personality problem, and I'm kind of hard-pressed to agree with her. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. Most of the time over these three episodes. Like she has some nice moments. There's a really good bit where, uh, at the end of the of that first episode, uh, when she goes fifteen, fifteen times I've tried to quit, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and every single time you've told me I can't. Yeah. This is against the labour laws. <laughs> yeah, that there, there is. 
there's a quite a bit of difference between the sub and the dub, isn't there? Um, in, in yes. this dialogue, but generally she has got some funny moments. There's a bit when they're describing when they're describing the things that are wrong with the plane later on in episode three, and she's just going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 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 Sort of like not really yeah. cottoning on that she's so they're they're leading so. yeah so <laughs> oh <laughs> they're leading that into means her doing it um, <laughs> so I think there were some but then good timing bits and there were some yeah elements of funny character development mm. and but then she then has the the kind of audacity at the end of that episode after go ad, like saying oh admitting that it's probably my fault to then going well. Masatan, you should have told me clearly instead of whatever. Like, she's always got this kind of uh, excuse for everything. Um, yeah. And she doesn't see, like, compared to other protagonists that we've seen so far, she doesn't have that same level of drive. Um, Again, like... Yeah, but it's, before, it flip-flops kind of... a bit, doesn't it? Because, I mean, at times she's very much like, we need to do a good job, we're going to do the best thing ever, and we're, gonna, we're not going to let you down. And how's that drive? Or that at least that sort of desire not to let people down, I guess. But, um, and yeah, you're right, on the flip side, for the most of this, and she says it numerous times, you know, she, she's not really fussed. She'll happily give up her place. She'll happily move on oh, and do yeah, something yeah. else. Um, she's not bothered about the dragon. Like, she's just found out dragons exist, and she... She's very nonplussed about it, right? Oh, they, they all are. Like the conversations between them when they're like describing what's going on with the dragon. It's like, hey, yeah, just having a casual chat about this giant dragon, which isn't a dragon, let's be honest. It's not a dragon. No. So, so Masatan, as we, or the, the OTF, hmm. the organic transforming flyer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dumb acronym. Yeah. Um, he's very cute. Yeah, he's very cute. He's not a dragon. He looks like a a, a di- diplodocus uh, slash. He looks like the brontosaurus with he wings. Lo- he looks like um, Nessie, the Loch Ness monster from the Simpsons oh episode. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's going on the poster. Just those two side by side. Um, Fight! I really don't like the ca- the character design of of the dragon. It just it just doesn't sit well with me. I don't I don't know what it is. Yeah. I think the character design in general in this show is very, it's very, very stylized. It's almost like this halfway point between, uh, like full on chibis, like we see in the cutaways in, in shows like Food Wars and in, um, Carol and Tuesday and stuff yeah. versus the more realistic proportions we see in stuff like Haikyuu. And even the, like the mechanical design of the planes is very, very accurate to like down to the nuts and bolts that are all over them and the, the bits of tech that you can see lying around. And then the characters are just wandering around these really rounded designs and no nose. Oh, I didn't even notice the no nose. Nose tis. I didn't notice this. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't particularly get on board with the character design. I thought that it was very, it was almost like just, lazy it was it felt like 90s-esque um animation it was very simplified mm. the, the shadow and stuff like when the figures moved and it's it's a design choice so i'm not saying it's deliberately i'm not saying it's bad because they're lazy i just got that vibe um that there's a bit with the camo the camo gear i was going to say the camo yeah. yes, yes, yes. 
where it's got the standing image that they sort of move through. And it's... It's like it's a layer behind it. Yeah, yeah. And then she's moving it across, which, like, a layer of Which is probably what they did for the rest of the outfits. Um, but they're all, mono- they're all monotone, aren't they? They're one, they're one mm. um, colour. So it, you won't notice it. Whereas with this, it's really obvious. And it, it might be deliberate. I mean, there's every chance it was. But I just... Mm. I, and I, you know, it's if they're trying to be quirky, I get that. But I just didn't like it. I just, I just think... Oh. Yeah. Um, we've talked before about how the more complicated the character design is, uh, the more difficult it is to animate. And I think you do get lots of good character animation here because their designs are simpler. You can be a bit more expressive with the way that they move and really the ways that they're um, the expressions that they give out because it's meant to be that slightly more exaggerated thing. Yeah, I think there's some moments like when um, now in the second episode um, overhears uh, Amakasu talking about how she doesn't mind that she's going to give up the dragon's position yeah. and that whatever and then she has like this big like emotional oh yeah yeah so, no that's yeah, that stood yeah. out in my in my memory um it's it's a good moment in that it demonstrate it, it it goes a bit sort of i don't know what what i'm trying to say is a bit free with it wasn't it it was um it wasn't taking mm. itself too seriously um yeah. but but i don't think i don't really think the character design had much to do with that i get that it's simplified but i feel like it was very. It just means that it's easier for the animators but it, it, to make wasn't it a bit a, more bendy but, and stretchy. But there wasn't a lot of fluid movements. They were still still frames. It wasn't like they were doing loads of frames in between. I thought it was just exaggerated poses almost, so that it was like jumping between them. So there'd still only be a limited number of frames there. It wasn't like a really fluid, you know, yeah, it would, it would still be ali- Yeah, it would. It would still be animating on, um, you know, twos it, and fours. Yeah, but, but not, um, not every show is going to be animated on ones. Well, like, no, all right. I don't know what you're saying here, but you're just saying numbers randomly at me. Um, <laughs> what are twos and ones and it's, fours? Are we talking about beats it's like, in a song? Dun, 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 dun. Um, it's the amount of drawings you have um, per second, per, like yeah, or per so microsecond or whatever. The yeah, so the smaller the number, the like the more fluid it appears. So it okay. gets closer and closer to like 60 fps, looking almost. So yeah. most rotoscope stuff because it's coming from something that's like a uh, 24 frame per second or however they tend to match each of those drawings so it looks really smooth and i think here it's not done to that degree i don't think it's done anywhere close to that degree in all yeah but you you wouldn't be able to maintain a show purely rotoscope well actually there was that one show that they did where they fully rotoscope the whole thing I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying they have to, but uh, but what I'm saying is, if you're gonna if you're gonna put that the, the simple character design as a plus, then they have to demonstrate mm. how that's being used to its benefit. I don't think it really is. I think it's just as good as any others with more complex designs, and especially for a modern show. You know, this is 2018 and a it Netflix original. You'd expect they'd have more money to throw. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't think it does enough, really. Um, and 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 no, again, with that, oh, go on. Go on. With that Netflix original labeling, often that doesn't mean that it's uh, like funded by majoritively funded. Yeah. By, yeah, yeah, yeah. It means that they've got exclusive streaming rights and they just chuck Netflix original at the t- at the top so that it yeah. seems that way. Um, we, I, I guess. But yeah, no, I see. I, I get what you mean. Like, there was a lot of times where I was wasn't impressed with the uh, well lack of animation. There's lots of scenes where it's here's a bunch of guys standing still. Mm. and talking about something or we're in a meeting room and we're talking about something or i'm standing in front of the dragon and it's like like quite limited movements there are flourishes 
throughout, like the sequences where uh, Masatan takes off and where he transforms and and he's flying. I think those sequences have got quite a bit of flair to them, quite a bit mm, of character. Interesting. Infused. Oh, I, yeah. I, I didn't really find that. I thought... You know, looking back, it, it, it's all right. It's um, it's fluid. It's probably taken a lot of effort to do. Um, but I didn't get the same wow factor that I sort of got from other shows. There wasn't anything like, mm. I, I, there wasn't anything unique about this animation. It was probably quite hard. You know, it, effort has been put into it, but it wasn't trying to do anything different. It, there was nothing that we've mm. not seen before. It sort of just told. It just did a. a, a a safe way a enough job yeah to it was pass. safe though wasn't it as well like it didn't mm. really it, it showed like, us even what if we compare this to say code gears from 2007 oh. that came out yeah like the the amount that they did in 2007 with the nightmare frames like remember when uh lancelot turns up for the first time oh. and he does that big spinning kick and you're like whoa like and it blows your mind here yeah. I should be sitting on the edge of my seat going, that is a dragon turning into a jet plane. Yeah. And the only bit of wow moment I really got was that shot from episode one where Masatan, like, he banks and his wings turn and then you see the wind kind of, like, scrape off his wings. Yeah. That was the only kind of, ooh, that's a nice shot. Anyway. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. moving on. Um (laughs) No, exactly. Um, the animation wasn't um, what I thought it could be. Uh, but hey-ho, what about the whole concept of a dragon in a plane, Sam? And what are the mechanics here? Mm. Like, what's okay, doing so what? I feel like I should, have, I should have absolutely loved this because one of my favourite franchises of all time is called Macross. And the whole thing of that is, here's a mech that can transform into three different forms, but the base form is a fighter jet. So it's a fighter jet, and then it turns into like a Gundam Nightmare Frame star robot. Mm. So I was like coming back into this, going, "Oh yeah, the jet designs are so cool, and the dragons like look good when they're getting like things clipped onto it." And I was again, I was like kind of let down. <laughs> well, yeah, I, th- I think you would be it because seemed... it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, like because they talk about how the dragons, very, like very briefly, they skim over a lot of details, but it's like. Oh yeah, dragons have always been around yeah. and we've been disguising them for centuries. Um, implying that they've always had jet boosters in their feet. Yeah. Because that's... <laughs> yeah, what? How is what? this thing flying? I don't get it. A dragon uses wings to fly by beating them. Like, that is how dragons mm. fly. And this does... Once it's turned into a jet, it uses rockets. It uses jets to power it and not wings. Yep. So what is the dragon actually doing? How is the dragon controlling this? It it can't change direction because it changes direction with its wings and its tail. It doesn't have a tail anymore, apparently. It it just... It doesn't make any fucking sense. And how does it even fit inside this this metal case? How does it all clip together like a transformer to it, become this perfect jet shape without yeah. it kind of like separating? And the amount of times we see it, how wiggly it goes and starts bending backwards and forwards. Yeah. It's like, is it made out of plastic? How doesn't it get like a bit of thigh caught when it all shrinks in together, oh. caught into the seam? You know, like when you do it, zipping up your coat too quick or your fly or whatever. Catch oh. a bit of skin. Yeah. Oh. 
it just doesn't make and the first time it did it it all shrunk together and i just thought that dragon's dead it's it's, it's not coming out of there <laughs> oh my god they've crushed the dragon they've crushed the dragon it's it doesn't why would they do that and it does it as this sort of plot device that means that oh this is the dragon fulfilling its destiny it's flying <laughs> but it's trapped in this tiny little box that and can't <laughs> yeah, do it doesn't get to come back out of it either it's like no. you've got to stay like that because nobody can see the dragons so you've got to keep them hidden. Like, <laughs> what's the point of the pilot as well? Like, it doesn't really seem to do a lot. Because oh god, there's a no, bit when it's this weird, yeah. uh, it's getting almost weird borderline fetish territory when the dragon keeps eating oh, the yeah. pilot. It doesn't Just eat like her whole either. It seems to always bite down on her midriff, so that like <laughs> it's it look, it's almost decapitating her before she she even gets eaten. But yeah, so uh. she gets eaten. By the dragon, in order to pilot it from the inside. Yep, by pushing parts of its stomach around? I guess. But then they're, they're yeah. sort of um, 3D controls, or uh, holographic controls inside that, that get produced by the helmet. That's Yeah, by the helmet, yeah. Um, for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know... She doesn't even. She doesn't seem to know how to control it. She keeps getting it wrong. But then the dragon yep. is in control for the most part. I'm not sure what mm. the relationship is between these two and who's actually controlling this fighter plane. And yeah, why he's chosen. Oh, and we get led to believe that, and they hype her up for the whole first episode as being this savior. Oh, you're the real deal. You're like. This dragon hasn't swallowed anybody in three years. Like, every p- candidate we've brought to it hasn't been accepted. And so we get these kind of vague ideas. The, the most egregious to me was at the end of episode two, after a complete non-episode of anything. Yeah. It, like, it has the gall for the, like, the general guy to go, ah, she's the chosen Miko after all. Credits. Yeah, the the amount what the amount of times they refer to her as some sort of savior, some sort of chosen one. Um, I feel like this is a a sort of uh, Monty Python life of Brian situation where they they just uh, she's not the Messiah. Yeah, she's a very bad pilot. <laughs> yeah, it's like ah, she's because like the um the the fashion designer, the the guy that comes in and designs her suits and everything. I love him. Yeah, all right, we'll get onto him later. But he, there's a moment when she she chooses her um, outfit out of the case completely randomly, and he goes, "Ah, she's chosen that one. She's chosen that one. I wouldn't uh, expect no. anything else. No, she just picked a random one, dude. Like she, it was completely. They were sealed hot luck. in generic wrappers that you couldn't even see the suit. Like it doesn't make any sense. And I just thought, so this is clearly." Maybe this is deliberate. Maybe they are big Monty Python fans and they're just like, ah, oh, she's done it again. That must mean it's special for some reason. Um, yeah. That implies well that they have any sense of how to a- accurately portray humour in this show. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of swing and misses, isn't there? <laughs> oh, yeah. The mysterious Yakult woman. <laughs> what the... F- that woman drives me insane. I cannot stand her. What is with... Uh, speaking uh, of animation, what's with the over-detailed... Um, yogurt pots Yakult. sponsored by Yakult you think <laughs> and, the, and you really yeah and the, all the mentions of Twitter yeah yeah although that was only in the I, that in was the, only in the sub in the yeah. dub oh sub I yeah in the sub I checked yes uh, yeah, yeah when yeah, she's yeah. like I think you're right yeah. if I went to Twitter with this yeah there's a Twitter <laughs> <laughs> 
very fun. Yeah, but uh, fun fact, and I didn't realise this until I moved here, uh, there is actually old ladies who drive around with Yakult. Oh. Uh. I was going to work one morning, and there was just a Yakult van. Just, not a van, like a, a bike. Cart. With like a weird cart on the front yeah. of it. And I was like, oh my god. Dragon <laughs> Pilot wasn't taking the piss. There actually are real life Obasans who drive around and deliver Yakult to people. I, what? It begs, begs the question why she's so surprised then if it's like a, a thing <laughs> in Japan. She's very freaked out by this lady. I mean, I guess they probably don't give them out for free usually. Um, mm. But it's a completely unnecessary character that doesn't have any comedic value. It just sort of yep. slows down the plot and I don't like it at all. Slow, I think, is is a very key word here. I just feel that apart from the, the first episode goes at a breakneck pace mm. to get Hisone to the dragon and to get the sequence of her flying it for the first time and to like come back to base but after that i feel everything just is such a slog like i had a bit of difficulty getting through the 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 third episode in particular because that was very very just i'll tell you what preparing for the festival i warmed to the characters um well i warmed to amakasu um as the as it went Mm -hmm. on i sort of felt like she had some good moments but everything else, it was a slog. It was just hard going, trying to trying to sit through it all. And I did think this is going to be really hard to sort of find positives of. Um, there's so much like, that I just think yeah. don't land. I I think there are there are lots of degrees of positives throughout this. Like um, we've already mentioned, there are some nice flourishes of animation here and there. I think the music, where it has that kind of nice orchestral swelling to it often yeah but the, the, yeah the, the nice. music in general let's let's get on let's get onto the music and the ops and eds and things like that because the the music from from the from the go at the very first episode there was this or, or like you say orchestral um backing music uh piano playing mm. and and you know a, a very different tone to a lot of anime shows and things um what did you think yeah. to the op and the that sort of style of music um I, I, this is a, something that I levy at kind of the whole show is that I think the soundtrack is more ambitious than the story that's being told. Um, yeah, that's a like good. Our, I like that. Uh, that's a good way of uh, putting that. Yeah. <laughs> like our OP is this big, uh, rising orchestral theme with like some lyrics spread throughout as it's showing these day-to-day shots of the uh of them getting the dragon ready and like what life is like on this air force base but it's just boring yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah it's not great <laughs> like the animation for it's really good there's lots of really good cuts of these other pilots that i assume we'll meet later in the series flying past and of, of his like dancing around and uh, this really cool tracking shot at the beginning of like this big sweeping camera movement, but it's just yeah the um the that the, that, the that, that very sorry that that very initial opening scene of the landscapes um they're pretty cool you know that you can tell they're artistic artistically done and uh, but that's mm. it that's the only sort of positive the rest and yeah there's some nice moments of character development not character development but showing yeah. our characters in day-to-day situations but meh yeah but it's it doesn't yeah it doesn't pop i i feel like with that kind of thing you need something a bit more upbeat yeah uh, absolutely i mean the ed was better in in terms oh, of the song. ed was 
Great. What did you think of the ED? Um, well, <laughs> first of all, <laughs> the, the, I thought I didn't know what, the, did the first episode have an ED? It might have done. Uh, no. No, didn't. Um, so I was like, what are these weird little, um, uh, snippets of, uh, conversation at the end of each episodes that are like, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really sexualized. And it was, re- it was, they're really unner- unnerving. I was like, what the frick is going on here? I don't, <laughs> I don't like it. Why are we sexualizing these, these vulnerable these characters? strange rounded chibis? Yeah. Um, but the ED itself, it, it reminded me of like Austin Powers, like in the sixties. Mm. It was very sort of, there was little, uh, electronic dancing versions of the characters and, uh, the music was upbeat. It was catchy. I thought it was uh, okay. I think it was uh, for an ED. We always criticize EDs for an ED. It was all right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree. I like the the kind of pastel colors that mm. they give each character and the way that the way in which each character kind of loosens up as the song goes on and the the moves in particular that they give, I think adds a, a bit of a degree of personality to each of the five girls that we see. Um yeah, it's it's above average, I think for an yeah. ED. It it's nice and like I was humming the song whilst I was making coffee earlier. It's like it's catchy. <laughs> it's good. Good. Better than the OP, which I think is a change from what we usually have. We usually have the uh, the OPs always beating out the EDs, I feel. Yeah, I um, don't know if we might have had it before, but yeah, I don't know. This might be the first time that it's definitely this clear. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's talk about now. Now. Uh, now. Let's talk about now. Yeah. Now, with now, I think that here and now, we have to <laughs> discuss how... <laughs> how? She's... How she's yeah. an utter brat. <laughs> she's I, I can't stand her. I honestly no. like there are characters with similar like my first my first notes in her were ah uh, here comes Dragon Pilot's version of Tanaka because she's sitting there crouching down and she's pulling all the funny faces, she steals the Yakult and drinks it and makes a bit of a funny comment about how uh Hisone should have refrigerated it. And from that point onwards I'm like, what it, why? Yeah. Why do you continue to force this grudge and this argument with Hisone? Like, I thought she she reminded me of um, uh, Yurio at first. I was like, she's going to be this mm, this character that good comparison. Yeah, just yeah, you know, envies the main protagonist, um, dreams of being in their situation and that sort of thing. And you know, she does do that to a fairly good job, but she's just. To me, she's just the wily fucking coyote. She's just this character that's trying to catch the roadrunner. The roadrunner's oblivious. Um, and she's just yep. constantly trying to do stuff for, co- for really bad comedic effect. Like, yeah, so much it, of that stuff doesn't None land. of her jokes land. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, the bit when she's trying to sleep and she puts on an oh. audiobook to keep her awake. Like, what are you on? Like... Half the, there's millions of people in the world that listen to audiobooks to go to sleep. That's not gonna. It's not effective. It's not, and it's not. It's it's just dumb. Like it's not. It's not. Yeah. It's not. It's a petty good and way. childish. Yeah, but it's and not like it, that gets it, called but, out a bit. But it's it's less than that almost. It's less than that because it's not a good way to do it. Like it's it's a. It's now, a it's Will a, was going to bully someone. This is what he did. Yeah, well, well, yeah. I mean, you don't put you put on some like loud music, or you, you know, that's com- that's classic 
a sitcom comedy, you know, or they're playing loud music and it's, mm. but Bit to put on an audio, we'll play book, Death Note's second opening. Yeah. It's a, like, oh, you don't like this? Oh, I love this. This is what I always go to sleep with. <laughs> but no, you don't put on an audio book, yeah. which is actually going to send someone to sleep. And with the mm. food thing, she, she swaps, oh. the, she swaps the meals in order to give her something she doesn't like. And, and by this lo weird and, twist of fate. lo and behold, she likes it. It's such a cheap payoff. Like, why? Why does she like it? She's deliberately designed this dish so that it's horrible. Like, mm. it's not difficult to do. Just look at. I think that just speaks to wars. like, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it just speaks to Amakasu being dense as two short planks. Yeah, like she she's oblivious almost to her younger's attempts to to bully her, and now's general disposition especially like they try to feel like when she goes to cut the suit to pieces at the end of the episode or the, like the last third of the episode yeah it just bitch. boils down to her throwing a tantrum yeah and we get this kind of this loose uh hint that there's something more to do with her mother yeah but is it's it not, explored she, no of course it's not and she ends up running away from the military base and we get this and i i can only really empathize with the military guys because they're like it costs a million yen for us to go out and search for this girl because she's having an emotional meltdown mm. like yeah and as an audience we don't have enough empathy with her yet because she's been not shown all. as just just being this antagonistic person mm. towards um Hirose yeah, the but whole she, time but she, she, so why she should tried, we care so you know oh so immediately immediately i have to forgive her yeah of course, because she of was crying at one point and very emotional uh, um, but yeah i don't feel that her conflict is earned and i mean no it, it's almost proven that in the very next episode she's completely irrelevant yeah like she doesn't feature in episode three at all other than to make one dumb joke about a puppet that can wave yeah and that's it yeah um yeah now is a badly written character bouncing off of an okay written character yeah <laughs> not great like her whole running away thing and, and i i made a brief note about this in terms of um everybody else like all of the dragon pilot candidates that we've seen so far so hirose and now are bratty and self-centered to a degree mm. and um, they sh they are rightly annoyed with the fact that they keep causing upwards of millions of yens worth of damage to the military base itself in terms of forces that have to go out. Like the first time that uh, Hirose takes off, Masatan ends up trashing like three hangars and then when it comes into land, blows off like part of the door and whatever. Yeah. Like, of course, the, the regular soldiers who don't have the, the blessing to pilot these magical dragons are going to get annoyed that they're cleaning. And they say, we're cleaning up after them every single time. Yeah. And does now have any comeuppance for the fact that she ran off and caused this big search and, really, and rescue? No, no yeah. she's rewarded because she gets swallowed by the dragon oh. and then is yeah. told that you're she can stay and be a candidate. Yeah, you're not wrong. I didn't even make, make, yeah, she doesn't really get anything. And, and yeah, you're just, you're just wanting that to be over. Like, let's move on from that. I don't mm. give a damn. And maybe that's what they were thinking. Like, let's just, but also, where are the other dragons? Like, I, I, yeah. I, I feel like we need to see more of the dragons. Is, does every country have one? Is it like everybody gets one? Um, everybody gets one. <laughs> um, so from the OP and from the ED, obviously, we see that there are more pilot yeah, girls yeah 
um, with the implication that they each have their own dragon. And from what I can remember, initially, each of, so we follow Gifu Prefecture, um, which yeah. is like like a state of Japan. Um, and the other dragons are dotted around the different prefectures. All right. And I think the idea is, as of the next episode, they start to come together and join up at Gifu Base as like their center point. Okay. Um, but you're right. It's we we're, we meet Masatan, who is just a complete vanilla ice cream of a dragon, who just his only personality trait is I like flip phones and uh, yeah, for some kind reason. of like my pilot. I mean, how long really. how long do dragons live? Do we know that? Like, do they are they are they in what's the word? Are they immortal? Are they do they just live in perpetuity? Like, I don't get because. Also, has Masatan just been sat in a in this pool for three fucking years? Like he hasn't flown yeah, for three point. years. And they, yeah, and they say, "Oh, we can keep him cool, but we're reaching our limit." What, what does that mean? Is he getting hotter? Is he like yeah? Why is he? Why is yeah, it? Yeah, the happen? world the world building here because he only is... he only gets hot by flying. Apparently, he, get, he gains his heat and his power from flying high. So that's why he goes high that that's how he gets his fire that's what I'm really sure. yeah i'm sure they mentioned that in in episode oh. one like he needs to fly in order in order to get, his to, fire. to get like to get rid of its heat oh, i don't know maybe maybe it's like it, yeah, it's jettison it maybe yeah mm. that'd make more sense but yeah like like you said the, the world build it could have been that because the world building in this show is so weak in terms of you literally get a slideshow of old Japanese paintings showing dragons, and that's it in terms of now. Okay, you now have to accept dragons exist. That was a good bit though, when it, when mm. they when they panned out and it's him holding up the coloured drawings. It was so bleach esque, um, with where she like explains yes, when Ruki has got there. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I did sort of. I was like, ah, oh, that's that's fun that he's just like. Doing. Yeah, it's, it's a good visual gag. Yeah. 100%, and especially because it's followed by some pretty good comedy from the general where he says to her, like, you only care about being covered in vomit. You don't care that dragons exist. Of course you're hired. And it's just like, he's just sweeping her up into the system. Again, like, it's, I, it's I like the, the, chos- the chosen one vibe, isn't it? It's the uh, Monty Python vibe. It's like, ha, she, she's so wise. She's not even bothered about the dragon. She's bothered about the vomit. That shows something. And I'm going to interpret mm. it how I want. Um, now you're hired and you can't leave. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so the the dragons, we don't know how they fly the plane. We don't know who is actually flying the plane. We don't know what is powering it. We don't. We don't know why it's got thrusters. Yeah. Why don't they just this fly is, a fucking plane? Of, well, yeah, exactly. Well, that's what the rest of the regular J. Yeah, uh, they seem to do JDF it. JDF right. force do, and they do a really good job of it until uh, Amakasu messes it up and ends up shorting out one of the engines <laughs> of yeah. one of the other billion dollar plane <laughs> yeah. yeah it's it's almost the opposite of um the criticisms that we've leveled against shows like sword art and shows that over overly explain themselves and tell don't show mm. like here it's showing not telling but to the other extreme where it's too vague or there isn't enough information and the audience are left like if i leave an episode with questions about how this world works careful then that's what i'm thinking about <laughs> careful because that can sometimes be a good thing can't it you know you, you... No, 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 that can that can definitely be a good thing yeah. but in this case i think it's so focused on these pithy and irrelevant conflicts 
between the characters and the situations they find themselves in that the interesting stuff, the bloody dragons that are in this show go woefully underdeveloped. What do we find out about Masatan in the first few episodes? He gets too hot if he doesn't fly. He likes to eat cell phones. Yeah. Which again, like... His name is Masatan. How... how how old are these dragons? Because they won't have been, he won't, won't have been eating cell phones for hundreds of years. So what? Like, where's he finding the rare metals? What, what rare metals is he eating? Yeah. Um, yeah. Can I uh, offer a alternate, um, story arc to this? So of course, right. The timeline is splitting. Well, well, it's, yeah. So I, what really grinds my gears is that they've tried to include dragons in, this but they want to they want they they said right we're doing fighter pilots and we're doing dragons and we need to merge these two things together perfectly so we're going to put the dragon inside the fighter pilot inside the fighter plane Mm. it's like a really weird hill to die on it's like why not adapt it so that it actually makes more sense now alternate universe as things the dragons have been around forever so like as technology has evolved the planes have been designed to be in the shape of dragons so that then the armor fits much better and it is just a dragon with like almost painting or like a very thin exoskeleton on the outside and the planes actually flap and the mechanics are similar so that it actually fits in with what the dragon looks like and it doesn't need to clump into this tiny little box see that's a really interesting concept like the fact that the technology itself has deviated and you could get away with it just as easily. In so that easily. Initial, in that initial montage of uh, why the dragons It's just like the way Code Geass has evolved into these humanoid robots. You know, it's just a different... Yeah just a different route for technology to go down because of what they're exposed to in code Geass, it's the weird uranium thing that yeah the saccharide yeah that that helps them to do that in here it's dragons they've got to accommodate these dragons somehow so they design their planes mm. and things to replicate dragons i think it'd be a much cooler idea yeah. and then you'd get to be play around artistically with what those things look like yeah so your mechanical designer can go off the rails a bit more and have more fun with the the mech designs mm. because Whilst I praised earlier how much attention to detail the mechanical designs have, my main criticism of them is that when we see the fighter planes, they are on some occasionally quite wonky 3D rigs. Right. And you can tell that they're not digitally or hand animated, in when, like, especially when they're taking off because they, they lack that weight. It just looks like a 3D model just going right up yeah. into the sky. Um. And again, I, maybe it's because I've been spoiled because I've been watching Macross so much where they have re- these really dynamic dogfights and these like really elegant flight choreography. But here, whenever it was just the jet plane, it felt really flat. Yeah. And then when the dragon was in its partial armored form, it was better, definitely better. And I found that the most engaging flying sequences throughout the shows. But again, I'm st- you're still riddled with questions of, okay, so once they're in the air, can they not just stay in dragon mode? Why do they have to stay in plane mode for so long? Well, yeah, I mean, like, if they're worried about people seeing them, there are there are clear scenes here where, especially in the first episode, where he's flying around and he's not in, dra- not in plane form. And it's like, aren't people seeing this? Don't people have questions about this? Mm. Um, when he's in front of the crowd in the third episode and like the panel on the side opens up and he's looking at the cameras. Who's not seeing that eye? <laughs> Everyone's watching this plane. 
everybody in that crowd there must be a couple of hundred people there and they are all looking at this one fighter plane yeah which is a dragon and then an eye pops up on the side of it you're telling me that not a single person yeah notices that is clicking that mm. can we talk about the conflicts of episode three yeah. because that mystery that i put i use mystery very loosely oh, oh of who is the old pilot is it's garbage like we never met her before did we no, no, we, we've not met her before. They they, they because... introduce her <laughs> in the episode as this person looking at the fighter, at, at the the puppet, and very briefly, um, protagonist says, "Oh, I wonder if she's got a family member in the force," and, and then it's like th- we don't see her again until the next scene, <laughs> and then it's like, "Oh, it's her." Okay, it's true, right. kids, brilliant, but. The whole episode is spent with Hisone walking around going, what happened to her? Did she quit? Did she die? Nobody's giving me a straight answer. I feel like in any other situation, you would just ask that uh, the lieutenant woman yeah. with the glasses. Yeah. Just yeah. like, because they talk about it in front of everyone. They're like, oh, Forrest was the uh, yeah. previous uh, pilot. She was great. She was awesome. She's one of the best we've ever had. Uh, she's no longer with us. It's like, okay, firstly, why are you phrasing it like that? <laughs> and then everybody else goes, yeah, she was great. And then whenever Hisoni asks somebody about her, she gets it's just... Different answers. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe she, I heard she quit. Yeah. Oh, I heard that there was a pilot that disappeared, like went out to fly and never came back. No, you would press that immediately. You'd be like, no, tell me more about Yeah, I mean, there's a point when she says, oh, no one's, no one cares, no one's listening to me or answering my questions or something like that. So they try and sort of cover it up. But it's, oh. it's completely pointless. Like, we don't know yeah. this character. It's, they hide her face in the photograph for some reason. Like, mm. it doesn't matter. She's, the, the whole point is she's not recognizable anyway because the, the, pi- the pilots, they're like, who are you? And she's like, it's me. And she's like, oh, she's put on weight oh, yeah, and she's let herself go because she's had a baby. And it's like, she's, yeah, it's like, why did you hide her face in the photograph? Why are you not showing her if she's going to look different anyway? It doesn't make, I don't, I didn't know she was different. I didn't know this was different. You've got to show, yeah. give me something to compare against. Yeah. It's, again, it's the, the writing is going for a trope of, the mystery that happened to your predecessor and, and then it's like undercut by oh she was alive and she's fine but it's not doing it in a satisfying way if we'd heard, had more dripped in across multiple episodes maybe or if there was like well if we'd have actually appears, seen and made an attachment to that character like oh my god she's dead like um we saw some fight scenes you need to have to even have like killed her off or any flashbacks i think you could get away with just like just having it that she left and there was a disagreement so people don't like talking about it whereas everything seems very amicable that they're still having phone calls between forest and the uh, lieutenant yeah like everything seems fine so why is no one talking about it it's just manufactured there to yeah create this mystery and a reason for it's done to be yeah, it's. it's you know what great. they should have done? They should have done a shiny chariot situation where that the woman with the glasses was actually the old pilot, and if they'd have hidden that in there, and it was sort of like, oh, I need to find out who that pilot was, and she doesn't want to talk about it because it's awkward for her because she had to quit and it was really sensitive and whatever else, mm. and then it reveals that you she's even the actual person using. Again, Shiny Chariot is a really good example. We could even have it like an initial scene where, because where uh, Hisone sees um, a pilot, 
a, a female pilot get into the plane and mm. perform these amazing acrobatic tricks. She doesn't know it's a dragon, so you still get the dragon reveal mm. that pays off. Um, yeah. But then she sees who the pilot was, yeah. and she goes, oh, wow, I want to be just like her. And then when she joins the same corps, because she, she can still join the SDF, she can still go through all the paperwork, she can still have the aptitude test, and her reason can just be that she was inspired by this other pilot. And then when she finds out that it was her idol, and that the idol was mysteriously gone missing, mm, yeah, then we get a bit more care and we get a bit more attention. And then it makes sense actually hiding the f- the picture, hiding the face in the picture, and like making sure we don't show any face reveal so that we actually, when we do see the face, it's a reveal and it's not just a new mm. character that we've never met before. And we can go, oh, that's the person from the first episode. Yeah. It, it's just so badly done. <laughs> oh, okay, right. We'll move on to the questions in a minute. Before we do that, let's just talk about Ikashima because you really wanted to talk about um, Ikashima. Oh. <laughs> okay, so episode two starts... And immediately, as I'm watching in sub first, I'm like, I recognize that voice. Mm. That's, uh, that's Junichi Suwabe. And I checked and it was, it was, he basically, he's voiced a load of like deep voiced gruff characters. Okay. Um, but he usually plays it straight as like they're hard boiled and whatever. So to hear him being this sexy right. and like alluring guy, I was like, ah, oh, amazing. And I thought, hmm, I wonder what they did for the English dub. So I rolled it back, played it in English and it was that same deep and sexy voice. But I was like, I know this guy too. He's Ray Chase. He's my other favorite voice actor. He's done a bunch <laughs> of stuff. So he's like Master of Masters in Kingdom Hearts. He's Noctis in Final Fantasy 15. And I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> so this is just nerdgasms for Sam rather than honestly, actually I was anything else about the character. Such a good time. Like, I, I do quite like his character and, and the the intentional subversion of mm. he's talking he's talks in a very sensual and sexy way but he's always talking he about i only clothes. care about your body yes but it's all in service of the clothes he makes it's not sexual and it's everybody else's like perception on that that makes the comedy so i think his scenes land better pretty well when he's doing that i just think that but again now ruins all of that by just having a massive crush on him anyway yeah and then just yeah. being this kind of like simpering uh, simp yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah i know i like him he i like him as a character i kind of like the mechanic as a character as well um even though he does vape <laughs> yeah which is weird because i, I feel can't... like he puts out the cigarette in that scene as well like she calls him out on yeah smoking. he chucks away the filter doesn't he oh okay that's a weird type of vaping that i haven't seen before very bizarre yeah. i think it, again the show feels like it's trying to be super con- temporary almost like with the vaping and with the shout outs to twitter and mm. yakko i guess <laughs> but like <laughs> yeah it all feels very hollow yeah like even from the color the, the muted color palette to the way that the characters interact to each other to the way that the writing is a lot of it feels very vapid and just yeah, yeah. not great but that's a discussion for, for our big three. Any final odds and ends before we move on, Will? Uh, not really. I mean, there's a lot. I don't, I don't, yeah, no, I'm going to move on. No, anything else I can bring up in the questions. There's nothing, there's nothing else I want to add here. You? Amazing. No, I'm happy to move on to the big three. <laughs> Thank you.
Okay, well, it's time for our big three questions. The questions that decide whether this show can gain entry to the coveted anniverse. Uh, the first one is, conceptually, uh, do you think that on paper this is a good idea for a show and do you think that it delivers on this idea in a relatively good way? This is going to be a, a quick three questions, isn't it, Sam? <laughs> I, think, uh, I think it might be. No and no. The concept is ridiculous. My concept is better. Make my show. Uh, this concept is ridiculous. Somebody give him a million dollars to make it uh, his version of uh, Dragon Pilot Redux. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think we should uh we should bring out my version of things um i don't i don't like this story it's dumb um you've got dragons trying to fit into planes which look you've got dragons and you've got fighter planes they're both very cool things we don't need to sham them together in this way without any sort of forethought as to how it's actually done um there are better ways of doing it so no i don't think the concept's good and i don't think they do it well enough to make it pay off what about you Mm. see i think the main thing that I disagree on there is that I think the concept is pretty good. I like the idea of mashing fantasy and mecha together. Like I'd kill to that's watch a loose com- that's a loose concept, Sam. You can't. That's like saying like ev- could you imagine watching a, like a Gundam fighting a dragon? Like you can't tell me that would be awesome. In fact, that's not a con- that's not a co- the concept. The concept is that this is a dragon in a fighter plane. Yeah, true. I guess. I mean. I still think that it's pretty cool and I do really like the transformation sequence. I think that it had potential to work. I just feel that its execution absolutely fails at it on every level. Even a slight compromise would be to make this version of reality, this this universe, make the planes five times the size of what we know as planes so that the dragon comfortably mm. fits inside the metal framework rather than making or them redesign the dragons so that they're not big squishy goofballs <laughs> yeah. and that it's more realistic it's like, that it's like the dragon like, out of them... mulan yeah <laughs> mushu yeah <laughs> just on the shoulder of hirose as she's flying an actual plane yeah. <laughs> No, I think it, like if you gave maybe the dragons more armor, so it made more sense that they were kind of like encased within the plane, that might work more. Mm. Use the dragon as an engine by all means, but just having these, like she says, it's like a cosplay. These cosplayed pieces attached to the dragon raises far more questions yeah. on how these disguises have worked for so long than it being cool. Yeah, And yeah, so I think concept for me is pretty good, executed very poorly. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so that leads us on to the next question. Are there any fundamental turnoffs to this episode? Um, what do you think, Sam? Fundamental turnoffs. I think this almost can commit. <laughs> I think this almost commits the cardinal sin of anime in that a bad anime can still be enjoyed because it's bad and because you can laugh about it with your friends a good anime can be enjoyed because of the story the characters the sakuga this is so middle of the road safe boring safe like it's not it it doesn't actively offend me with anything but it also (laughs) doesn't actively get my blood pumping and because of that i just feel so utterly neutral about this show yeah it's just that's the flaw for me. Mm. It doesn't have anything that makes me excited and gets my heart pumping. Or it doesn't have anything that's bad enough for me to be like, ah, it's so bad that it's good. <laughs> yeah, I think 
you've done a really good you've you've done a really good uh description of what's what the problem is there's no for me there's no fundamental turnoffs like there's no one big thing that's going to stop people watching this but it's lots of little things and it's the tone and the overall mm. sort of general feel to this this show that just means it's it's so vanilla it's just like i don't i don't care and i don't want to yeah. care um much. <laughs> yeah so does that mean that you're going to watch more will with our final question uh nah not really <laughs> are you are you going back to this oh no did, did you I ever mean, watch anymore i did when i watched it the first time with one of my ex-partners uh we watched all the way through to the end and mild spoilers in like not in terms of plot but just in terms of my general feelings about the uh, uh the show i felt by the time we got to the end of it it had meandered for so long and then attempted to do something big but I didn't care enough about the characters or the setting right. that it failed on that level. So I vaguely remember how it ends. Like I remember the finale, mm. but I also remember still being disappointed with the finale as well. Yeah. And I, mem- I remember initially when we started watching it, I was quite enamored with it. I was like, again, I mentioned the, the flying sequences and I was like referring it back to other anime that I'd liked. But revisiting it, all those same problems I have with the end of the show are very clearly there from the beginning of the show as well. So for me, it's a no. I'm not. I'm not watching it again. No, I'm going to use my time elsewhere. Yeah, and I think um, you did a. You chose a great show for this week because we put three in, and I think we needed something a little bit controversial. And uh, this is this. It's not controversial, but it's just <laughs> that's the problem. That's what's wrong with it. It's not <laughs> controversial. There's nothing wrong with it <laughs> I, I like to consider it a bit of a palate cleanser like yeah. we've had we've had a few a few bangers in a row yeah. and now we've had something that is and and this is my philosophy with quite a lot of anime um is that and this is why i always try to watch everything that i can all the way through if i can do it if it's not absurd like one piece and it's like a thousand episodes yeah i think it's really important to watch anime that is mediocre or even bad so that you have a greater understanding of why a piece of media is good or bad or mediocre. I th- I this is why I watched to... The Winx Club. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Use your own argument against you. Shit, he's got me in a box here. Well, <laughs> that beside, I think that pretty much puts the nail in the coffin and yeah. says that, sorry, Dragon Pilot, Hirose and Matatan, uh, you're not getting into the Anniverse. Um, I think if I showed this to a brand new anime fan, I think that they would be either bored to tears or questioning the logic too much to want to further pursue. They'd be saying, why didn't you show me something cooler like Haikyuu? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I could have been watching volleyball instead of this weird dragon thing. <laughs> yeah, a weird sentence, uh, but... Uh- True, very true, nonetheless. Um, brilliant. So that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Obviously, uh, oh Sam, before we plug anything, you need to tell us what we're watching next week. Oh, I do. Um, so from the land of dragons and fighter plays, look, we've kicked this show enough. Like, yeah. form your own opinions of it. We'll leave that there. Uh, next week, will we're visiting something that has enamoured the west in terms of tv and movies for a long time uh we are looking at a zombie oh. anime okay cool mm. we had a smattering of it in uh juni tyson but this week's show is going to be completely dedicated to the 
horror genre classical horror zombie genre well i'm gonna ask you next week to watch high school of the dead high school of the dead oh that sounds good i'm looking forward to that Mm. it's not twilight is it (laughs) (laughs) no we'll get we'll get to the more twilighty shows as we go along but no, so High School of the Dead is what I'd like you to watch next week. Um, thank you, everybody, so much for listening. Uh, we have our Discord up and running now if you want to come and join us and join in the discussion, talk to us about the episode, other episodes, anime news, etc. You can find us on our socials at Gateway to the Anniverse on pretty much everything. Instagram, Twitter. We've got a Facebook page, but that's dead in the water. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, make sure you subscribe you. to the podcast so you get every uh, new episode in your stream and um if you don't want to stick around for slice of life we'll see you next week but me and sam are gonna have a bit of a catch-up um and about what we've been watching this week and we'll see you in the anniverse scar brother help me long live the king That show was a bit shit, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't great. Uh, <laughs> but I forgot just how bad it was. Like, I'm sorry for exposing you to that, but I honest, gotta, honestly, like I said, you've got to have the. It's weird. Like I don't want to judge things too quickly, but from the first few minutes, I was sort of like, I don't, I can't, I don't want to sit through these. I don't want. I don't know if I can last <laughs> episode three. I was half asleep in my chair because I, I was doing it here last night, and I was just like, oh, I don't want to watch the next episode. They felt I so long. <laughs> They did, didn't they? Like, compared to something like, I don't know, uh, Code Gears for me flew by each each of the three episodes, uh, or like Bleach did. Mm. And yeah. Anyway, we're not talking about that anymore. We're talking about our slice of life, Will. We're talking about what we've been up to uh, in the week since the podcast. What have you been watching? What have you been reading? What have you been doing? (laughs) What have you been consuming, doing? Have you done anything fun? Tell me. Tell me more. (laughs) Tell me everything you've been doing. I need to know right now. Okay. I want to live vicariously um, through you. So you know I've been uh, writing uh, a lot of dissertation, my dissertation this week, and I'm, I'm pretty much there with that. So that's taken up a lot of time. So I didn't think I'd been up to a lot, but it turns out I've actually been watching quite a bit. And I've, um, I mean, I, I've been keeping up with Haikyuu. I say keeping up, I haven't because I'm not up to date, but like I've been watching Haikyuu this week. Um, oh, yes. Usually like uh, while I've been cooking dinner and stuff, I've had it on. Uh, Still really good, really enjoying it. Glad I'm sticking with it. I think it's probably, oh, it's it's definitely up there with one of my favourites. It's really good. Really, it's just yes. Su- it's just such. It's got, um, what's uh, Hinata is just such a a good character, and I love his enthusiasm. Oh, uh, yeah, it's just a really nice show. Like it's he's not, come around. It's not he's come around to the else. hardworking golden retriever boy that is Hinata. <laughs> um so yeah i've been i think i'm on about episode 11 or something of that so that's 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 running smoothly i've also been re i've also watched the new series of uh drive to survive the formula one documentary on netflix the netflix document you you must you not seen that no mate you need to watch that rarely go into netflix oh really yeah how many parts is it how many what is it is it like split into parts? Yeah, yeah. Episodes, so so it's it... um, there's three seasons out, um, ten episodes each, uh, about wow. about an hour, forty minutes to an hour. I'm not sure exactly. Um, an episode, and then 
it follows the last three seasons of F1. So it goes behind the scenes. It talks to all the characters. It dramatizes each, uh, the, the, basically the stories, the narratives behind the seasons. So each episode. So all the things that we talked about were so good about Haikyuu in the form of F1. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's really cool. So like it interviews all of the top racers and it, inter- it goes, it, like I say, it's awesome. The, like the last the last season that's just come out follows last year's Grand Prix, so they release it pretty much at the end of that season. So it's it's, it's really relevant and really current. So you know there was um, the big crash and the big fireball of in this season. Mm. One of the episodes is devoted to that story and like how that sort of played out. It's really cool. Wow. Um, I've also which is a really weird sort of nerdy thing that I I sort of watched and really like to me well nothing's going to surprise me gta 5 <laughs> role-playing okay no sorry what yeah <laughs> gta 5 rp it's look it up it's it's a big thing apparently it's basically yeah maybe amongst like 11 year olds <laughs> no what really no not what i've seen mm. what do you it what's sounds your, like the kind of thing what's your you'd... interpretation of it my interpretation of that is like people, it sounds similar to kind of people who play The Sims and put narratives behind that or like do no. role-playing Minecraft adventures. No, it's it's online. It's multi multiplayer. It's in-world. It's using mod servers and stuff. I, I'm going to butcher like the what, what, what it actually is because I don't, I'm not good with uh, technology and stuff. But basically it's all, you, you stay in character, you go into the online world and you play, you role-play. It's basically like, sword art or something you know it's like you're actually playing as that character in the world of gta oh okay um there's no you make your own narratives you make your own story and you interact with real people using mics using chat uh, and it sounds it sounds very similar to uh in final fantasy 14 there's like entire servers dedicated to this thing it's like you you play as your character yeah uh there's a game called rust i think where they do a similar thing and it's all like it's uh location based based microphones and stuff so if yes yes yeah, yeah. Then the mic yeah. Mm. and it's it's so realistic ah. there's so much that they've done with it it's incredible you know they're like they're texting each other they're doing bank transfers with the phone they're calling people who are online and like meeting up they've got i don't know it's just the, the people are doing paramedics like there was a bit where someone that they laid on the floor for 10 minutes waiting for an ambulance to actually come get them. And it's a real person who picked them up, took them to the hospital. And then there was a real player talking to them as the doctor sort of saying to put them on the bed. And like, you have to know all the codes. It's all on, on computer. So that you have to know all the, like the, the codes right. and stuff to type in, to do certain things really interactive. And, it, so. and it's all like kind of improv. Yeah. Yeah. The cuff. Oh, it's incredibly improv. Um, some of the top, Ooh. some of some of the top, um mods to get into i don't know what the terms are servers to get into <laughs> are like there's a, there's a massive waiting list and you have to prove yourself on other things to sort of get into them and then right these top ones you have to stay in character like there's you, no one will tell you the codes no one will tell you what to do you have to role play it constantly and stay in character it's so, it, absolutely continuously yeah wow that's impressive. Yeah, it's I, it's a, it's a weird little. Thing okay, you you convinced me. I'll check. I'll check it out. Yeah. I'll check some of it out. Like it sounds interesting. It's, it basically it sounds like D and D, but through through GTA. Yeah, yeah. Like essentially. Yeah. That's cool. No, that's all right. I t- I take back my earlier skepticism. Yeah, cool. So yeah, enough of that. That what have you been up to, Sam? Uh, it's spring break here in Japan. <laughs> spring so break. The, whoop, whoop. Uh, 
Spring break, woo! Which means that there's been a couple of holidays here and there which I've been able to take. Um, I took a day trip out to Kyoto and saw the Inari Shrine and went for a big hike up in the mountains. Um, I took some time off to go to Mount Daisen in the north end of Japan and uh, explore around there. So it's been quite nice to actually get out and yeah. see that actually Japan is handling this whole thing quite well. Yeah. Um, but in terms of media that I've been consuming, uh, I mentioned last week that I watched the Snyder Cut. Oh, or I was yeah. about to watch the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Did you get through it? Yes. I did. Honestly, and? the four hours did not feel as long as I thought they would. It is, and I can I can hand on heart say it is way better than the Justice League that landed in cinemas. Um, nice. Honestly, I feel like more superhero or ambitious projects like this should take the form of long form maybe not movies that are released in cinemas but in terms of releasing on hbo as like an hour long five part series mm. i think that that's the way to go like mandalorian's already kind of taking things that way the, but, the problem with that is each episode needs needs its own climax and stuff doesn't it it's not like you, you obviously tell you need what, to end on, yeah like yeah they do that in a way like each part it well, it's split into parts oh right okay so it goes like part one and then there's a quote that you'll find within part one um and it ends in a reasonable enough place it's not like a massive cliffhanger on each part but it's enough for you to be like okay cool so we've entered the next act of the play right, we've entered yeah. the next part mm. um yeah um the characterization so cyborg gets way more to do in this version uh, it's essentially it's his film Oh, more cool. or less with the other, which is amazing and i think it's so well done like i actually care about him as a character now mm. uh there's more stuff with the flash and some really impressive uh slow-mo high speed stuff that he does that wasn't in the original um but by far for me uh <laughs> the, the the best moment not the not the best moment because the whole film is improved but uh we get to see jared leto's joker one more time oh yeah and in this like one five ten minute scene he just absolutely kills it in like a back and forth with ben affleck's batman and it yeah. it completely turned my opinion on the character around like i wish that i could see the stuff that he had because they said there's like two hours of footage or something yeah from suicide squad um right yeah they yeah could have used but they didn't i'd love to see a cut of that yeah. but i don't think we we ever will so it's a shame but i think he's redeemed himself um as a joker because he was the butt of a lot of jokes oh, yeah. for a while <laughs> butt of a lot of uh, jokers other, other than that hey, other than that gargantuan undertake, undertaking uh, like I mentioned this episode I've been watching a lot of Macross yeah. um, which is this 1980s mecha anime uh, which I just have such a soft spot in my heart for and I'm glad I'm going back and revisiting because I watched a lot of it when I was at university uh, and it kind of fell to the wayside because there's not been any new series I've watched everything that there is to watch um so going back and watching like the Do You Remember Love movie, which is just this gorgeous sci-fi uh, time capsule of like those early door Star Trek, Star Wars um, vibes. Amazing. Awesome. Um, yeah. And other than that, that's about it. No, I, um, I listened to the Weekly Planet's uh, Snyder Cut uh, review. Um, and they 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 had mixed opinions, but they overall thought it was much much better. So, I think it's it's definitely improved. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say that it's perfect. There's still a lot of issues that remain, but I think 
it's better. And I think that that's all that anybody was looking for. All DC fans were looking for was a reason to say, look, our movie can now stand alongside the Avengers. Not maybe, maybe not end game, but it can stand along with the first Avengers as being a good jumping point. Okay. Yeah. It, all right. Fair enough. It's just a shame that I don't think we'll ever see any more Snyder based DC stuff. And from the sounds of things, I think that they're going to go down the multiverse route, which I think is going to be a really big brain move for them to do. Yeah. So they can have their films like Joker with uh, Jacqueline Phoenix exist and the new The Batman film yeah. exist and have this sprawling multiverse is it big brain where nothing's of them interconnected. When Marvel are doing it as well? Well, Marvel, well, Marvel's still doing it within an overall continuity. I feel what DC is doing is just going, here's a character, here's a setting, boom, yeah. done, film. Yeah, I mean, isn't and that what they've already Joker? done, though? With, no, isn't that what Marvel have already done with like, X-Men and stuff? Yeah, well, no, because that was, that was a rights issue where they sold off the X-Men rights and okay. then they tried to spin off an X-Men universe and a Spider-Man universe and then Marvel was like, actually, we want these back. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Right, okay. Yeah, this is... All right, brilliant. Okay, well, uh, that sounds good and hopefully we'll see more um, awesome DC stuff in the future and I might actually... If I get time, it's just that four hours. Like, I, I, I will watch it at some point. I'll watch it in stages if mm. I have to, but uh, I'll, I'll try and get to that at some point. All right. I can recommend it. Brilliant. Should we leave it there? I think we should leave it there for the week. All right. Okay. Well, we'll see you all next week. Thank you all for listening. And um, yeah, we'll we'll see you. Bye. Anniversary. All right.